Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, Jay and Nat are sitting down here. Eric Odeldahl, Creative Director at Fast Travel Games. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for letting me be here. <laughs> hey, while we're saying thank you, we got to thank the sponsor of the podcast real quick, Asterian Products. They make play space mats to help you stay in place, glowing VR headset stands. Check them out on Amazon. Code Full Dive 10 will save you 10% off. And Eric, we're excited that you're here. Tell us a little bit about what to expect with Vampire the Masquerade Justice. Vampire the Masquerade Justice is a stealth-based game. It's built for the uh, Quest headsets and for PlayStation VR 2. Uh, and you play Justice, a vampire from the clan Banu Hakim, who travels to Venice uh, to find uh, who killed your sire, the one who turned you into a vampire. Oh. and get a an ancient relic back. I like that. I did not know sire was the word for that. That's cool, though. Uh, I knew. <laughs> you knew that. They don't say it enough on what we do in the shadows. <laughs> the game's coming out November 2nd. That's the day this podcast is actually going to be coming out as well. Tell us, you know, you're this close to launch. How are you feeling? The journey's almost at this pivotal point. We're almost, almost there. Uh, so I'm extremely happy. I'm really, really proud of uh, what the team has built. Uh, we've been at this for a couple of years. Also, honestly, I'm very, very tired. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the game coming out uh, uh, so I can rest a bit. I noticed that people who reviewed the game early focus on the stealth and action of the game, but there's also a mystery narrative at play. Can you tell us more about the puzzle elements of the game? Absolutely. Uh, the, the majority of the game is stealth-based. I mean, you're a vampire, you're a predator, uh, but uh, we're mixing it up quite a bit with environmental puzzles uh, and also there's, there is a murder mystery kind of thing in, in the narrative as well. Uh, but the, uh, the, the puzzle mechanics in the game uh, are mainly based around your ability to manipulate stuff in the environment, uh, this being VR, but also the correct use of your different you know, vampiric disciplines and your heightened senses that lets you uh, visualize things in the environment that are invisible to the naked eye. The game talks about it's got a main story and even side quest. In VR, too often we get these short games. How many hours are we talking with your game that people are going to enjoy it? In playtests, we've seen uh, between 10 to 15 hours nice. uh, for, for a playthrough. But for a completionist, uh, if you want to find, you know, complete all the optional challenges and you know, find all the hidden collectibles and stuff like that, we think it's going to take you more than fifteen hours. Uh, the um, if if you if you want to play uh, and complete the optional mission challenges, such as never being seen or you know not killing anyone, etc., it basically raises the difficulty level quite a bit. I personally love it. I think it's super fun but that basically it adds a really interesting skill element to the whole stealth thing nice i i know there's definitely a lot of completionists out there so we'll get lots of hours from this game i noticed there's so many zombie games and so many shooters out there especially for vr what was the inspiration that led to this being a vampire game? Vampire the Masquerade Justice. It's based on a tabletop role-playing game called Vampire the Masquerade. It's been around since uh, mid-90s, around, around mid-90s, maybe a bit earlier as well. Uh, and uh, I'm an avid role player myself. I've been playing since I was nine years old or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but uh, so so there was that. But there's also the fact that our previous game, or one of our previous games, uh, is set in the same universe. Uh, we we made a game called Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife, oh, which yeah. is a horror title, yeah. uh, and it's actually set in the same world a, a couple of years before uh, the story in in Justice. Uh, and having worked with Paradox, a Swedish game studio here who owns the IP, started talking to them and they talked to us and they, you know, said, so how about a vampire title? And we said, yeah, of course. Uh, so, so the reason we basically liked the idea of, uh, of building something set in the Vampire the Masquerade universe. And we felt that it was a great setting for really cool VR mechanics. Nice. Is it the first vampire VR game that's out there? I can't think of another off the top of my head. Um, I don't know, honestly. There might be uh, there m- might be some. I'm, we're really, really proud of letting the player drink blood in first person. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that know feel it, it gives you this full vampire fantasy we feel hmm. uh, there's there might be other titles uh, that i'm unaware of there are a lot of free games out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah there might be something but i think definitely as far as mainstream vr games i don't think anybody's done vampires yet so that's really exciting i think that venice is something that's a little more familiar in video games i remember i think it was tomb raider 2 back in the day you played a little bit in venice and that's exciting but why venice for this game so uh, there were uh, we we had a couple of different settings we bounced around uh, early on, um, but uh, we we initially we talked about in the team we talked about London as a setting, mm. uh, but it gives you some logistical issues. Let's say you know what what do you do with all the pedestrians and all the cars? <laughs> you know, uh. Basically, a lot of stuff that you know you, you basically need to focus on tons of stuff that doesn't necessarily make the game we want to build uh, easier. Uh, we, had, we had some other suggestions as well, but then uh, I found some really interesting background uh, stories and lore in the Vampire the Masquerade source books. Uh, and Venice is, uh, it's the uh, one of the base, the main bases for uh, the clan Hecata and the, the Giovanni families from the Vampire the Masquerade source books. And there was so much to dig from there, you know, some really cool stories. They're necromancers, really evil people. They felt like, you know, these are good antagonists. Uh, and also, it is a beautiful city and it's very different. It's something you recognize. We, we felt we wanted to do something, you know, with the canals and the different buildings. Um, we, we definitely added our own visual touch and, uh, to, to Venice. Uh, I really hope that uh, it doesn't look too much like real. I think real Venice is probably nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I I would hope that real Venice isn't crawling with vampires. <laughs> <laughs> the I know that some people who tried this early Q2C, they were talking about on their podcast. And so far, everybody's raving about the game. How do you feel about when it launches? You think people are going to be super excited, kind of excited, how are you feeling on your end? I think a lot of people, I think and I hope a lot of people will be very excited. Uh, I think uh, if you like stealth games, if, you're, mm. uh, if you like to be, uh, if you're the type of player that only wants to, you know, 
get in the middle of the action immediately, wave your hands around, etc. Then uh, you're going to have a pretty hard time in our game. You're going to die a lot. <laughs> but if you, if you like to Uh-oh. plan, if you like to strategize, if you like, you know, figure out how to pick your victims off one by one, stay in the shadows, uh, the game lets you be incredibly powerful. Uh, and I think if that's, if that's your bag, you're going to love the game. Uh, I, I think uh, so. I think um, I, th- I think actually that the people who don't like it will, will probably not like it at all. But the people mm. who like it will love it. One of those. <laughs> oh, that's my bag. So I'm stoked. <laughs> I I feel like it looks so cool, and I watch some of the gameplays. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so intriguing. But I am definitely one of those people that's like, woohoo! I'm gonna jump in and murder everyone, and so. <laughs> I might not do as well. <laughs> I'll have to but chill there's myself a, out. There's a couple of powers that let you basically wreak havoc as well. Uh, so you, nice. we, we have um, so vampires wield discipline, different vampire vampiric powers, uh, and and you can choose to focus your experience points, etc., on the more in your face violent stuff if you want to, uh, or you can choose to focus on the more stealthy, uh, stay in the shadows type of stuff. So I I, I think we'll have something for you as well. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, in Venice, bullets hurt a lot when they shoot you. (laughs) So, so, yeah. I'll just attack and then run. (laughs) Attack and then hide. And hide, yes. And so, speaking of hiding and stealth, can you tell us more about how the stealth mechanics work? We've designed it. It's it's very much, in in a sense, a classical first-person stealth uh, game where uh, where you basically you as long as you stay out of sight as long as you stay in the dark corner if you crouch you know which is this is also of course super nice in VR it's easy to get a sense of um, it's easy to get a sense of if you're being seen or not in VR you can, you can look um, look out uh, and hide behind stuff uh, as a vampire as a predator. Uh, basically finding strategic spots above your victims is a very good strategy. Trying to find ways to get up or getting rid of the opposition above so they can, you know, is a good strategy. Being a vampire, you, you can turn invisible, which means that you can actually move among your enemies as well. They won't be able to see you. Unless you bump into them or stuff like that, right? So, uh, so, so we have um, uh, we have a ton of stuff like that, and also, of course, you can distract enemies by causing noise. Say, violently murder someone in one corner of a square, <laughs> cause the others to run that way and pass, or just if you want to do something a little more peaceful, you know, just throw something that clatters and causes some noise, some noise distraction. Nice. I don't know if you play Demio at all, but this kind of reminds me of the assassin in Demio. Yeah, that... I, play, I, play, I play Demio a lot. It's, ah, it's built yes. by um, uh, another game studio, another VR studio here in Stockholm. So we're, we're not that far from each other. That's awesome. We love Demio. So we're very excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so... For people out there listening, basic strategy of the game, or as you've said, kind of the best strategy, come at this thing like a giant ice cream sundae. Just start at the top and work your way downward. <laughs> <laughs> it's un- 
it's unusual to hear a game is launching on Quest and PSVR 2 rather than Quest and PC. Want to tell us about how that happened? Uh, it basically happens. I mean, we've got a really good re- relationship with both Meta and Sony, uh, mm-hmm. and we decided to focus on uh, Meta Quest and PlayStation platforms uh, to begin with. Uh, and uh, we are, I mean, we're kind of a, this is our biggest game so far. Uh, and we're kind of a, I mean, in, in relation to a lot of other VR studios, we're kind of a big VR studio game. Uh, but we still can't do everything at the same time. Uh, so uh, we've historically, we've uh, usually shipped on one platform at a time. Uh, but this time we, uh, we really wanted to sim launch uh, on, on, on both Quest and uh, PSVR 2. We love the PlayStation VR 2. Uh, I personally love the haptics. HMV haptics, the controller haptics, adaptive triggers. I think that it adds such a lot of immersion uh, to games. Uh, so that's that's one reason. That said, we love PC as well. Uh, and uh, at the moment, we don't have news about PC for, for uh, Vampire Justice, but uh, who knows what happens. <laughs> one of those stay tuned kind of moments. I'm excited. Uh, PSVR 2. It's at the moment, it just feels kind of like an underused technology. Like we keep waiting for these great games, but I'm excited to try this on both because like you said, the haptics, did you use the headset haptics on the PSVR? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, drinking blood with VR haptics is a cool thing. <laughs> it's getting uh, too but real. <laughs> but it is, uh, I, I, uh, I love the game on both on Quest and on PSVR 2. I think both platforms have their strengths. Uh, and of course, you can, you know, you can do fancy graphics on a, on a PS5 that you can't do on a Quest. But mm-hmm. we've, we're really, really pushing the Quest 2 and 3. The game is really good. On, on, on all platforms uh, and it it's a bit different there's a the the sense of mobility is of course you know mm. better on a, on a quest because there are mm. no wires uh, but but you get some other stuff to weigh up for that on, on mm. ps5 do you want to give us a little bit of what's different on the quest 2 versus quest 3 how far did you take what the quest 3 can do so uh, of course there's uh, there's the inbuilt better resolution which actually adds a lot. Uh, we've basically tried we try to keep gameplay in parity with Quest Two and Quest Three, so the game plays the same. Uh, but visually, it's uh, we've basically upped visuals where we can. There's uh, there's some fancier water. Uh, there's uh, more effects. Uh, we have uh, more uh, anti-aliasing on, etc. So it basically, it, it does look better on the Quest Three. It does, but it, I think it looks awesome on the Quest Two as well. Nice. I am wondering if there were any challenges that came up in making this game compatible with both the quest and the PSVR two, especially since the quest has a lot less power than the PS five and the PSVR two. Yeah. I mean, of, of course, uh, I, I actually, um, I get asked this question a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and the thing is, um, more power doesn't necessarily mean easier to develop for mm. because you tend to use that. Power. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's there, so you so you create you create new problems for yourself with with platforms <laughs> with more power. There's a certain ease of working with a quest uh, in comparison to a, you know a, a dev kit or a test kit from a, a PS5, but the uh, so I, I would say there's actually uh, keeping gameplay in parity uh, is and 
sticking to that to make sure that, you know, regardless if you have a Quest 2 or a Quest 3 or a PS5, you should get equally good game. I think that's uh, that's the cha- that's always the challenge uh, of releasing on multiple platforms. Uh, and then basically finding the strengths of each platform as well. And so, so, so you don't, you know, so you don't do a lowest common denominator thing. I, I think we're, we're succeeding. I hope we are. Nice. Is there ever a time when you just want to go off the rails and do like, oh, PSVR can do all this stuff with haptics and oh, Quest 3 can do like this MR stuff and you just kind of like want to go down that rabbit hole, but you're like, no, it's got to be the same. I mean, if you wave new technology in front of game developers, <laughs> they're, they're just like, gimme, gimme, we want it. Uh, so yes, of course we feel that. But we decided, you know, uh, with haptics for PS uh, for the PSVR 2, we actually said, okay, this let's really use that. Uh, mm. And even, even though, I mean, we do have good haptics on Quest 2 and Quest 3 haptics, they feel kind of different. Uh, I, I think we, we're doing a really good job there. For PS, the PSVR 2, it's a different story. It just feels better. Yes. Um, but and we also decided with, with the whole MR thing that um, not for justice. Uh, yeah. We love <laughs> MR. It's really cool. Uh, but I, I, I keep coming back to when we started Fast Travel Games seven or so years ago, uh, we said that uh, you know, to build good VR games, you have to start from VR and end with VR. Basically, you have to design for VR. Uh, and just as it's, it's a VR game, uh, it's not an MR game. So if, if you basically don't want to do any, what's it called, half measures, right? You want to do, if you want to, if you're, if we're doing something, we want to do it really, really well. Uh, so for this game, it didn't make sense. Uh, for other games we make, it might make sense, uh, especially if we start planning for it really early and make sure we incorporate it in the design somehow. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't work well for this because it'd be like, well, instead of Venice, now you're going to be in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> Not as cool. <laughs> Not as cool, no. Well, it depends on your living room, I guess. But <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> Well, is there anything else we haven't covered today that you'd like to share with our listeners? Maybe any teasers for new things? I hope that uh, if you play our game, uh, I really hope you like it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got di- different, so we're, we're on all, basically all of the social media. We've got a Discord, etc. So, I mean, uh, contacts, let us know what you think. Uh, and both the good and the bad. Uh, we love to hear some good sometimes too. <laughs> but, but, but it's like, you know, let us know what you think. And I really hope you like the game. Uh, and if you like that, you know, check out, check out our, our other stuff as well. I'm so excited. <laughs> Everyone who has tried it that I've heard of anywhere is in love. So I'm not too worried about you guys as far as how that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy to hear. Yeah. And obviously you got Discord, other spots in case people want to contact you. We're going to make sure there's links in the description for that. It's game day. If you want to get the game, we'll have a link to that too. Thank you so much again for coming on, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. It's really nice. It's been so fun. 
Hey, and if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, remember, we're over here on YouTube if you want to come see some of these visuals and see what the game's going to look like if you're still on the fence. And if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on YouTube. We're also easy to listen to on the go anywhere else. So think about VR. And if you've always wanted to be a vampire, maybe it's time to dive on in. Dive on in.